When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Game 6-7, Benjamin Bramer. He's in the slot, rolling right back to throw on third and nine. Still looking. Now he tosses deep downfield. Intercepted! Billy Bowman picked it off! He's on the run, far side to the 30, he's got a convoy to the 20, to the 10, pick six! Billy Bowman pick six! The Crimson Curtain, it strikes early on a Saturday night! As we wrap up the show here on a Thursday, I want to tell you about our friends at Pratt Dental. Uh, Pratt Dental, located in North Platte, Nebraska. They are known for their BioClear method and modern smile design, which can correct many aesthetic dilemmas in a permanent and less invasive manner than traditional treatments such as crowns. Dr. Pratt is the only certified dentist in Nebraska uh, with the BioClear method. Multiple restorations can be done in the same day, less time, less waiting, less invasive, and fewer appointments. Pratt Dental can be reached at 308-221. One two eight zero zero. Joining us now to talk about the biggest game of the weekend in college football is Barry Trammell. He comes to us from Sellout Crowd. Barry, how are you this morning? Well, I'm doing great, guys. How's things in Nebraska? You know, we can't complain too much. We could use a few more wins around here, like you've got down there in Oklahoma this year, but we're working on it. We're getting there, Barry. <laughs> Well, help me. Uh, you know, Matt Rule he had that rough year in year one at Baylor. Mm-hmm. And by three year, by year three, they were just a uh, in a bunch of uh, rattlesnakes. So, <laughs> so hope springs eternal. Well, Barry, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, you know, it kind of was lost on me for a second that you probably have some pretty decent familiarity with uh, Matt Rule down there with all the coverage you've done to Oklahoma. And in his third year, you guys played a couple really close games, one in the regular season, one in the Big 12 championship uh, against Matt Rule's Baylor teams. I guess as are there any words of encouragement you'd like to give Nebraska fans as we kind of wade through year one here, which uh, has tended to be challenging under Matt Rule regimes? All I can tell you is this, when Lincoln Riley left for Southern Cal and OU was in the market for a football coach, I made a list of the five, my five favorite candidates. Um, I had Shane Beamer, number three. He had left a year earlier to become the head coach at South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I had Brent Venables, number two. 
Okay. I had Matt Rule. I had Matt Rule number one. Mm. Okay. Well, that makes me feel. Love dr- Matt Rule. That makes me yeah, feel dramatically better. Um, I know there's no love lost between Oklahoma and Texas in the Red River rivalry, and. Uh, Texas kind of sucking a lot of the air out of the room with their start this year, getting a lot of the attention. But Oklahoma off to a 5-0 and start as well. What has been the biggest change from year one with Brent Venables that was a little bit of a struggle to now where they've gotten off to a very good start? Well, let's just be honest. The biggest, there's two differences. Okay. One is they weren't bad last year. They were six and seven, and they played five close games, and they lost them all. Mm-hmm. So you know that's a when you Texas Tech, for example, won went three and zero in overtime last year, finished eight and five. Everybody got excited. They really weren't an eight and five team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the reverse of Oklahoma. The Sooners were really about an eight and five team last year, not six and seven. So they weren't as bad as as maybe people thought. Now this year, we have no idea if they're any good. They played an incredibly weak schedule. Hmm. Uh, Cincinnati's the best team they played. Cincinnati's beaten Pitt and lost to Miami, Ohio. They're just, you know, a really mediocre team. So we don't know about Oklahoma. But they aren't beating themselves yet. They're not uh, committing turnovers. They're not busting on the, uh, in the secondary. They're making tackles. So they look better, but they're not tested uh, until Saturday. That's when we're going to start finding out what kind of team they've really got this year. Yeah, on Texas's side, you know, they do have a schedule that's tested them. They have some, obviously, big wins. Alabama at Alabama's the, the talking point there. But two strong offenses coming into this game. When you look at this game on the field, where are some weaknesses maybe on Texas' side that Oklahoma can take advantage of? Well, I think they got a, they got a pressure Quinn Ewers. Uh, Quinn Ewers has played five quarters against Alabama has been fantastic. Right. Against everybody else, he's just been okay. I saw him live in Stillwater last year. Heck, I saw him live in Dallas. He was, Texas won 49 nothing, but uh, Ewers wasn't great that day. Loaded a lot of balls. Uh, the, the Sooners were in such, uh, such a mess it didn't really matter. But in Stillwater, he threw three picks, did not look good, got rattled. Oklahoma State beat Texas. So uh, maybe he's improved. Maybe that Quinn Ewers is gone. But the Sooners need to try to, to find out, see if they can make him make mistakes uh, and start throwing the ball to the wrong color. Uh, he's done it in the past. Can he do it, can he do it Saturday? Uh, Barry, you mentioned that game last year, uh, the 49 nothing win of Texas over Oklahoma. Does, do you think that plays into it for Oklahoma at all? I mean, how close is that to the back of their minds uh, when they're heading into this, the rivalry this week? Well, yes. It clearly did. I, I think Oklahoma-Texas is a, is a game where, um, where the past matters more than most mm. because it's a neutral site. Um, you know, think of rivalry games, um, whether it's Michigan-Ohio State, whether it's Alabama-Auburn. Home team always plays better. You know, you can go back to the great Big Red battles between the Sooners and Huskers. It always mattered if you got to play at home. And, you know, you wanted to win. You felt terrible if you lost. But if you lost in Lincoln, if, if the Sooners lost in Lincoln or the Huskers lost in Norman, it's a little bit of a hedge in that, you know, this wasn't our year to win it. Hmm. And... In, uh, in the Cotton Bowl, there's no excuses. It's uh, 50-50. Uh, 
Uh, nobody has an advantage. Nobody's sleeping in their own bed. Uh, nobody has their, their own locker room. So it's a no-excuses game, and this has been a series of wild streaks. One, t- one program gets on a roll and wins five in a row or six of seven or goes eight and two in a decade. And I think that's because I think the psychological advantage is with the team that won the year before. Hmm. So if Texas ended, ended uh, you know, I don't know if they ended, but Texas had been dominated going into last season. Longhorns win big. That's got to create doubt in the Sooners' mind, even though they played without the quarterback. Kevin Gabriel didn't play last year. OU ran a wildcat good chunk of that game. Mm-hmm. But – um, I, I do think I do think the psychological edge rests with Texas because of what they did last year. For those of us who haven't experienced this game in that location, what what is that atmosphere like to experience? Maybe as a fan or not a fan of one or the other, but just as a college football fan in general. Well, it's it's one of maybe the most unique setting. Not yeah. only is it a, a neutral site game a 50-50 uh, split in the crowd, split at the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. But it's halfway almost to the mile between the two campuses. Right. Uh, it's actually a little closer to Norman than Austin from, from the Cotton Bowl, five or six miles closer. Uh, but even more than that, the thing that really sets it apart is it's at the middle of the Texas State Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, State Fair of Texas, like most things in Texas, it's bigger <laughs> than anything else. I mean, it's a massive fairground, this wild revelry, and then all of a sudden you introduce about 200,000 football fans. <laughs> 96,000 of them have a ticket. The rest of them just come to carry on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just an, a wild scene. Everybody wearing red every, or, or burnt orange and just milling about, you know, the livestock and the midway and, and the car show and, you know, every place it, it, you see burnt, burnt orange and crimson. So uh, leading up to the game, you know, it, it, the last 20 years, it's sort of become a tradition. They start at 11 a.m. So the pregame revelry is, uh, is not as much of a buildup. Then after the game, the loser goes home as quick as it can, and the, <laughs> and the winner roams the fair and, and enjoys the uh, enjoys the festivity. So it's a uh, it's it's unique, not just because of the stadium or the neutral site, but because of the fair. There's really there's really nothing like it anywhere that I know of. Uh, Barry, as we wrap up with you here, uh, it, this is kind of a, an especially unique situation for the Red River River rivalry. Dang it, I was so <laughs> close. The Red River rivalry because it's the last edition before both of these teams move on from the Big 12. Uh, I guess how much does that factor into it? And as you look down the barrel of, of heading into the SEC, uh, how do you feel overall about Oklahoma and the position they're in to be successful jumping conferences? Well, uh, two things. One is I feel better than I did coming into this season. <laughs> sure. Because the SEC looks down. Yeah. You know, when you talk about the, the monumentalness of the SEC, the SEC is overrated, except for two entities, Alabama and Georgia. Sure. Um, you know, people say, oh, you're going to go to Ole Miss and play. You're going to go to Tennessee and play. I mean, that's, Tennessee has nothing on TCU. Ole Miss has nothing on Kansas State. Uh, both as venues and as as teams, the 
the SEC prowess mostly lies in Alabama and Georgia and what they've been able to do. And I know LSU can be a monster. I'm, I'm not discounting the Tigers. Mm-hmm. But when, when you say, are you SEC ready, what you really mean is, can you stand up to Alabama and Georgia? And the truth is, uh, the SEC as a whole, and Alabama in particular, looks down this year. So it's a nice time to maybe be going into the SEC. And then if the, if the Sooners are getting back to where they were before – uh, before Brent Venables' first year, well, then that's great timing. Texas has gotten there. Texas is legit. They went to Tuscaloosa and won. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing for the Longhorns to enter the SEC. We'll see if it's perfect timing for the Sooners. Barry Trammell of Sellout Crowd. You can find him at barrytrammell.com. Barry, we definitely appreciate your time and all your insight. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right, good luck to the Huskers tomorrow night. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, you too. Uh, that's Barry I w- Trammell. I would have loved to hear our last two guests have a conversation. Oh, I know. Let's get Barrett and Barry in the same yeah. room, see what we can do there. Maybe we can do a little group chat sometime, Shane. I don't know what the technology looks like on that side. But, Avery, appreciate you joining me again today. Uh, tomorrow I'll be here with Mike Sauter, and you'll be off to Champaign, Illinois, sure hopefully, hopefully to get some fat sandwich. <laughs> I'll report back or maybe <laughs> not. We'll see. This is Herd at Sports Radio. We'll talk to you tomorrow.